The intro. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Everybody, Mike with BeastNet here. On this episode, I have with me Amanda. <laughs> Let everybody know <laughs> a little bit about you. Oh, well, hey, guys. Uh, my name is Amanda. I am um, a mom. I'm a nurse. I'm an OCR runner. Um, I do uh, primarily Spartan races. I've started jumping on the ultra bandwagon recently. I am a recovering addict. I run the uh, Sober Spartans group, which you can find on Facebook. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> Well, that seems like quite a bit and a lot of stuff to talk about there. So, um, you mentioned that you're a nurse, right? Yep, I am. So, yep. how, I mean, with the, the way the world is right now, how, how is that going for you? <laughs> wow. Well, it's, um, it's interesting. I can tell you that much. I yeah. work at a, at a level one trauma hospital in uh, Richmond, Virginia, and we do a lot of research at our hospitals. So that's been kind of cool. Cause like we've been able to do some in-house, you know, testing and things like that. But as a well, nurse cool. myself, yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's, it's been something, I mean, as soon as all this kind of started snowballing, uh, work just became so tense and, you know, protocols and things changed day after day after day. And it was really hard to keep up with everything. I'd been working on a, on a medicine floor or med surge floor, which mm-hmm. I'd been working there for about five years. And I actually left that floor um, only about two months ago. And they have turned into one of the main COVID units, actually, at the hospital. But uh, I left so that I could transfer over into psychiatry. So I'm on a medical psychiatry unit now. So um, it definitely isn't as uh, scary working, you know, where I'm at because we're not day in, day out doing strictly COVID. But, you know, psychiatry is different in that, you know, you, it's, it's like any kind of recovery center where you want to make sure people are socializing and they're out and about. And so the atmosphere and the, the, the way we run the floor is we encourage people to come out in the day room and hang out and talk. And the problem with that was that then if anybody comes in who's positive, it can spread like wildfire in our unit. And unfortunately, uh, that did happen, but we, we caught it early enough. But our unit, our unit was not prepared for it, and so that was kind of a kind of a kind of a frightening thing there for a couple of weeks. But we caught, you know, we caught yeah. caught ourselves up, and you know, and it was kind of a bummer coming home from work. I'd have to do a um, I had to do a little quarantine for my kids for a bit, and had to uh, you know take my temperature and monitor everything for a couple of weeks, and and luckily nothing came of it for myself. We did have a couple of uh, of my coworkers, I think that that came back positive, but it's it's crazy, man. You know, I, it I, I'm it, it's really crazy. <laughs> it is, and I mean, I can kind of, you know, I mean, the the psychi- the, the psychiatric part, I could, I could see being a, an issue. I mean, but that was, you know, on the podcast. I don't know this. I actually was have spent time in the psychi- psychiatric portion of the hospital. Over around here for a short period of time and it was self it was self done i did it to myself i put myself in it. but it's mm-hmm. it's a very interesting thing and i know what you mean by they they really try and bring everyone out into the common area to socialize mm-hmm. and do that because for all of our mental well-being socialization yeah is a huge, huge part and that's the hardest Absolutely. part to be during during all this is not yeah. being able to go out, you know, I'm used to going to the Spartan races. I should have done six Spartan races already this year. I've done zero, Thanks. you know? Yeah. And all my Spartan family and all my family that I should be out there getting talks to and having fun with and, and, and talking to, I don't get to see. So, I mean, I still get yeah. a little bit of socialization because of my job. I am a safety professional construction. So I do mm-hmm. classes through Zoom. I do still get to go to job sites and launch job sites because there are still some construction sites that I work for, work with here. Um, I've also spent, you know, a couple of times now where I've gone to hospitals and done the fit testing for the N95 masks to make sure that the doctors sure. and nurses are wearing the correct cycle and spend, sure. you know, 
hours in hospitals, you know, 10 hours at a time making, doing all that training. So, I mean, I've seen both sides of this and it's, it's scary. Yeah. And the social, social yeah. distancing. I lost but, you. I can't hear you. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I lost you for just a second. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing, nothing social about this distancing here. And that's the whole thing. Oh, God, no. No. No, it really is, you know, and that socialization is so primal and so necessary, and it really is a huge component of healing, especially within the psych, you know, the psychiatry world. And so, you know, we were discussing whether we had to start, you know, uh, keeping patients in their rooms and things like that, and that that just wasn't acceptable, you know. We, and luckily, our hospital, like I mentioned, was able to do testing, so now we're able to just we just test everyone across the board before they're admitted. Yeah. And um, and so that's been really helpful, and that's a really, I think alleviated a lot of fears from staff too. You know that we, you know, we don't know who's going to be the one to bring it in, and we don't know, you know, whether it's yeah. going to be a staff member or, um, you know, a patient. So, but, but yeah, this, this whole situation, yeah, In this situation just everyone, even if you have minimal baseline you know, anxiety or depression or anything, this is just going to exacerbate it tenfold. And um, that's why, you know, I've been, I was really excited when, when Survivors was put together because it really, it, it is kind of a place where everyone can just be like super positive instead of yep. bombarding everyone with statistics or opinions and, you know. And, and that's one of the reasons, you know, I mean, me and Don talked about it quite a bit. Um, and we didn't want we didn't want it to be an OCR community. We didn't want it to be any. We just wanted it to be everybody, and we have a positive yeah. community where it's because I'm yeah. so tired of every time you log on to Facebook, all you see is, well, if you look at these statistics, it means that, and if you look at these statistics, it means that, and if you look at that, and it's like, really, I can look at the same yeah. statistics you're looking at and come up with completely different different ideas mm-hmm. and answers. So I, I'm tired of seeing yeah. the arguments, and it's just like I wanted to see the positive. You know, I don't yeah, have that absolutely. positive right now because I'm not seeing my positive, you know, influence, my positive friends, you know, all the time like I'm used to, you know. My, I, I yeah. have one of my, my, well, she's not a coworker anymore, but was, you know, I still see her all the time because we still work together quite a bit, but she's just a huge side of, you know, positive influence for me. And I haven't been able to talk to her or see her forever because of this. You know, all of my mm. positive influences are, you know, they're out there in the world. So it was... Yeah. That was the idea behind survivors, and not to sound bad, me and Dawn didn't want to be. We didn't want to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing we started, wrong with that. <laughs> well, it's one of those things we started, and there's there's other like you know kind of political whatever reasons why we didn't want to be involved or we didn't want to be in charge of it. But it was also because I yeah. wanted the positive place to go to, but I didn't want I didn't want to have any influence on. It. I just wanted it to be let it be what it is. And pick, you know, we pick three people that we knew were very positive, very great people, and just let them run. So, and that's, I know you're one of the moderators, yeah. you know, and at least Anne is another moderator. We had her on the, the, the show not too long ago, and, and uh, Jody is an admin, and we'll have her on soon, too. So, it's, it's great. And I'm glad you guys yeah, did a good it's... job keeping that positive. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's... um. You know, so so I did. You know, I started Sober Spartans last year, just kind mm-hmm. of as a as a as a similar place, essentially, uh, that you all were in when you, you yes. started Survivors. But it was basically, you know, trying to find that safe space for people just to be able to be themselves. You know, despite their you know issues that they had, and I feel like we we almost pigeon we slightly pigeonholed ourselves in that we were you know recovery based and things like that. And, and, um, so I feel like survivors is way more open to like, um, you know, I feel like everyone's got some sort of, you know, trauma or, or issue that we can learn from. And I think the difference is, is whether you wallow in it or you learn from it and share it and, you know, and, and contribute because of it, you know? And so I do like that. It's that perspective. It's not just, you know, we're not we're not all rainbows and care bears and stuff. It's real, yeah. real stuff, you know, and how to get through it and yeah, um, it support. Isn't. So, yeah, and I've had a few people be like, "Well, I'm not a survivor." I'm like, "You're alive. You've survived." Mm-hmm. Uh, just because just because their story and their survival story isn't as dramatic as somebody else's doesn't make them any less of a survivor. They're still alive. They've survived yep. everything life's thrown 
thrown at him to this point. So that makes sense. Absolutely. We can all learn from each other because we all survive different things. Absolutely. You know, I, I actually have talked to different, you know, being in psychiatry now, I've talked to a few psychiatrists as well as just, you know, some social workers and just some of my nursing, um, my coworkers are like the best therapists I have. But one one thing that that we've all kind of come to agree on is that no matter what anyone would label themselves at this point, anyone here on this earth right now is a survivor in that we are all going through this pandemic together. And we're all going to have a little sense of kind of skittishness or, you know, um, you know, we're all going to remember this. And it isn't oh, just, yeah. you know, like, you know, each each country has their own, you know, revolution or, or you know, 9-11 kind of scenario. This is global and we are all going to come, you know, come out of this. And, um, you know, it's, uh, this isn't one of those we all need to come out better people kind of thing, because if we survive, we survive. And yes. I really believe that that on the other side of this, we're all going to have a different perspective that um, falls into, yeah, we're survivors. So, I mean, yeah. And I agree completely. I've seen a couple of those posts where it's one of those that, you know, I've seen a couple of them, well, you don't come out of this better than who you are. And with this and that, it's not, you know, lack of time, it's related. It's like, no, 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 no. That is not true. <laughs> you know, and don't put that out there. Yeah. Don't make people think that just because they're not bettering themselves in the same way that you are, that they're any less of a person. That... These, right. There are people that have huge anxieties that just being able to get up every day and keep moving, see that people can't go to their jobs, they have crushing debt that they can't pay because all of a sudden they have you know, their job isn't there. And, you know, yep. you know, everyone's like, oh, you can get unemployment. Some people can't. I know people that because of no. whatever industry they worked in, you know, a hairstylist, stuff like that. And most of the time, it's almost more of a small business than an actual yes. a job. They can't get unemployment. And it becomes, you know, a huge crushing thing. And if those people are honestly just surviving this, they are survivors and they've done an amazing job. Not everyone's got the luck, like, you know, like I do. I'm lucky where my job, I can work from home. I can still go out to job sites. I can do stuff like that. And I have a gym that when I'm in between classes, I can jump on my treadmill and do whatever. And I can use that to lose weight and do all sorts of stuff. But not everybody has that option. Mm -hmm. So I got yeah. lucky. You know, and that's why yeah. I, it really bothers me when I see those ones of people like, if you don't come out of this better than you're, stop, stop judging people. <laughs> yeah, judging. exactly. Like, I'm not learning you know. any languages right now. I'm, my yeah. house is still kind of a wreck, you know. But, yeah. you know it's, and that's, you know, that's what we want for survivors. We want a no judgment zone. And I know you said, you know, like, yeah. it's sober Spartans, you kind of pigeon yourself. And that was one of the things. When we first talked about it, we were like, let's make a positive OCR page, blah, blah, blah. And all that, and then we're like, well, why pitching ourselves in OCR? And then, like, let's make a positive yeah. athletic page. Well, why pitching ourselves in the athletic? You know, let's just make a positive page. Yeah. And then, if people I are doing that. OCR and they want to talk about it, cool. If they want to talk about running, cool. It's like this podcast started as a, you know, uh, an OCR podcast, and then we moved into an athletic podcast. And really, during the pandemic, we're still doing athletic kind of. But a lot of it's been more just positivity. Yep. We want to make sure everyone has positive and they come out of this happy, you know, and we can hopefully help people get through this. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can yeah, tell so. you, like, <laughs> Sober, Sober Spartans was funny because I literally just got to a point, you know, race after race where, I, you know, everyone's uh, oh. cashing in their beers thing, and I was yeah. like, I just want to meet another person who doesn't. So it literally, for me, when I started it, was like, I wanted to be just like, I just want to know who's sober so that I can find them at a race and be like, yeah, what's up? Let's go to a meeting or, hey, let's, you know, go get our, you know, lemonade or whatever, kombucha, whatever they've got this, at this race, you know. And that's all it kind of, you know, in my mind started. And, yeah. you know, it it definitely snowballed. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's all about just kind of trying to, Keep your head up, man. <laughs> well, and those yeah. are the best ideas. The best ideas stem from something like that, where it was just like, hey, you know, you just wanted to find somebody who didn't want to go get a beer, who wanted to go get a lemonade, yeah. and just hang out. And all of a sudden, now it's yeah. snowballing into something great. If you start.
they try and make this huge as a thing, it wouldn't work. But yeah. now, you, you know, it's, <laughs> which is amazing. I mean, it's amazing to see something like that too, is, um, you know, because there's so many, and I've talked to quite a few, and I mean, doing podcasts and just meeting people who are sober Spartans, who are Spartans that they use OCR and Spartan to keep themselves sober because it's become their new, yep. you know, not the satin, their new addiction. But it's a healthy addiction. Yeah. And uh, the exercise is turning into that thing. Because as somebody who self, I mean, I understand the idea of it. It's like usually a lot of times getting rid of an addiction, you have to, it sounds bad to say it, but sometimes you have to replace it with another one. You know, yeah. and it's just a matter of trying to pick one that's not so bad, if that makes sense. The way I, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is that, you know, some people will, will, will call call me addicted to it and that's fine. I mean, you know, for me, it's, you know, addictions are when your life gets unmanageable, you know, and this is the way that I am able to manage. If I don't get out and run, I get antsy, I get cranky, you know, I'm just not the nicest person to be around. And I literally will, you know, have to move my body in some way that it, that helps me manage. And so, I don't, I, I try not to, to, to indulge the cross addiction kind of, you know, yeah. um, joke that people, you know, will try to throw, you know, try to categorize me having, but I'm like, well, whatever, you can call it what you want, but I'm finally able to survive and thrive and I'm going to roll with it, you know, <laughs> but, and, that's just it. And, and that was, yeah, it's thriving with it. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's. You know, some people say it, say it is what it is, or try and label it whatever it is, but the only way to really label it is you're right. You're, you're, you're doing better, you're healthy, you know, and you're, you're, the bad addiction that you had is no longer running your life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I might be a little addicted to that, that, that feeling I get when I, you know, Cross the finish line. I'm not going to lie. That's a great feeling, but <laughs> you know, but, but, but a lot of it too, is just that day to day grind, getting out and doing it, you know, and when I first got sober, that was one of the first things I did. Like day one, I went for a walk around the block and that was it. That, that was like, okay, this is how I'm going to take care of this pent up, you know, feeling. And, and it just, I actually just had a uh, 15 years. Um, on nice. April 15th, this last, like, like two, year, two weeks ago, you know, two weeks ago now, um, I had 15 years. Thank you. And it's, I mean, it, I can still remember those first few days and weeks, though, like it was yesterday. And, um, yeah, it's something. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. I've seen way too many people. I mean, I, you know, growing up, I had a lot of friends who went the, the, the route of addiction. Um, I can't say that I stayed away from it. I, I hit it. Um, I was one of the, uh, I don't know if you want to say fortunate or whatever, where I was able to walk away from it um, at a young age. Mm-hmm. I had a, a friend of mine, I watched, literally watched him OD, um, went mm-hmm. to the hospital with him, and he's looking at me, and I was half his size and did the same amount he did. And he's looking at me going, why aren't you next to me? And I'm like, shut up before they realize I'm high too. And that was, that was it. Yeah. I just, after that experience, I'm like, I'm done. No more, no more white lines for me. And I'm out. And I've yeah. been able to, to stay away from that for 20 years. But um, it, was, it, was a, it was a daily thing for me for almost five. Um, the only, you know, other real habit addiction I've had is probably smoking. And it's been almost three years since I, I quit doing that. So oh, I, good for you. I, I do still have a drink on occasion. I'm not, I have a, a comedy persona and my comedy persona, I think talks about drinking a lot more than I do. Um, I have the same, <laughs> Fair enough. I, I have the same half bottle of rum sitting on my counter that I had when this, the, the COVID pandemic started and it's probably happened. So, I mean, okay. And there was a point in my life, though, that was that was the start of a weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. You but know, I, I and, and that's and one thing I can say is that um, I, I can I, I don't look at people that, that are able, you know, to maintain a bottle on their on their fridge, you know, on the top of their fridge and not drink it all in one setting. I'm, I'm never going to judge anyone. My, my husband, actually, he still drinks and, it, you know, that's his prerogative and he 
you know, he has his moments where I'm like, okay, now you're just annoying, go away. But if he doesn't have the problems I had and I'm okay with that and I can, I can deal with him drinking. And, you know, I have other friends that still drink, my best friend drinks and I can be around it, but that doesn't, you know, I just, sometimes I envy you all actually. <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder at like at a party or at a race or at a wedding. Weddings are really bad where, uh, you know, they're passing or like New Year's where they're pa- passing out champagne and you decline. People are like, why aren't you drinking? And I don't know. Can I respond? Why are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's that, you know. So, you know, never a judgment, though. You know, never a judgment either way. You know, as long no. as you're, you're getting your shit done and you're doing it, hey. And that's one thing, actually, you know, from, from doing Spartan races and OCR and a lot of my OCR family, I've really learned it. It's pretty much one of those things. If someone says no, I don't even think any place about it. It's like, yeah. you know, if you offer someone something and they say no, in my mind, it used to be, well, why aren't you enjoying with the rest of us? And, and I think it's just getting older or whatever. And now in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. Teach their own. Yeah. And if you don't want to, maybe yeah. it's just you don't feel like having one today. Or maybe you are a recover, you know, recovering, you know, addict who doesn't want everyone to know you are, but, you know, isn't going to drink. Well, maybe, maybe just for whatever reason, you don't have to. Yeah. It's your choice. No. And that's yeah, where you I think have a lot have a of reason people, really for any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't. And that's one of those things. And, and I've learned that as I've gotten older with before. It's like, well, why aren't you, you know, with the rest of us? And it's like, well, I don't have to. They don't have to reason. They don't have to give me one. So it's not even, I shouldn't even be asking that question. It's just one of those, yeah. do you want it? Nope, you don't. Cool. Move on to the next. You know, and if somebody else does, great. If not, whatever. You know, it's their prerogative. It's their life. You know, I mean, what everyone wants to do is their own. It's like, you don't question someone if you talk for him ham and they say no. Maybe they just oh, don't right. like it. Yeah. But with alcohol, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, well, why not? Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more, at BeastNetPod. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask. Yeah. I w- yeah. There, there's the one time, though, that I cannot lie that I wish that I was not a recovering um, alcoholic, and that is at... The transition bin, the transition area of an ultra, when I see friends taking a little swig of Fireball. Not that I want to drink Fireball, but I know that that probably is at least somewhat numbing the pain that we feel. <laughs> and I do I sometimes bet. wish I could have that. <laughs> I bet. I cannot and deny that. <laughs> and it's one of those things, it's just funny how some different people think, because it's like, you know, with the, the races, you talk about people, you know, wanting to go cash in their, their free beer. I think for the first yeah. two, two years, actually probably the first seven, four or five years, in five years of racing, I think I've gotten a beer after a race. And I've done over 30 Spartan races plus a bunch of other ACRs because I just, it's the last thing from my mind. It's like one of those things I just finished a race. Now you want to have, you know, beer that's just going to like bloat my stomach and all that. No. I just yeah. I can't even think yeah. about it. It's like, well, I'm also mm-hmm. the guy for the first like three years. My my nightly thing before a race was a steak and a, a whiskey and coke. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a carb load with that whiskey and the coke. Yeah. yeah. So it was usually diet coke, you know. I mean, just to, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough, so, fair enough. <laughs> so I, I do, I love the sober Spartans because I love that idea. Like I said, I have a, I have a few friends that I know in the Spartan community that are, are recovering um, and seeing them and the changes. And I mean, that's one of the amazing things to see is a lot of times those changes that have come from those people, you know, and seeing, you know, what they look like when they were, you know, either using drugs or drinking or, or whatever it happened to be their vice. Um, and now that mm-hmm. they're not and they're healthy and it's just, it's amazing to see the difference. Yes. Yeah. It's really amazing to see side by side, you know, the pictures and hearing the stories and I absolutely love it. And, you know, we got, we've got people that are in the group that are brand new. Um, some even like in the process of trying to put the glass down and, um, it's cool to see, you know, the older, you know, kind of more established in their recovery and kind of swoop in and, you know, check in on people and, it's really a community, you know, and one thing like back, back in the heyday, back in like the nineties, 
when um, I used to travel a lot to go see bands. I'll put it that way. And, um, you know, and it was a big, you know, big scene and it's a big community and you know the same people that, you know, you know, you can go to a show at Houston and you're going to see people that you've already met in Atlanta, you know, and that kind of thing. And so um, I always, I, I missed that. And so when Spartan, or when, when I started doing Spartan, I kind of started feeling that community again, but it was, uh, you know, a little different just because I was the the like token sober sober person in the you know, yeah. group I ended up hanging out with. That then once sober Spartan has, you know, we've we've actually kind of become like a little community that I associate similar to that same like lot family that I used to have back in the day. That I could never be friends with them now, just because I feel like it was you know such a different person of who I was and lifestyle, but. Yeah. This new Amanda and this new lifestyle, you know, I got my lot crew back, essentially, you know. And, uh, but, you know, it all comes back around to that community thing that we were talking about. Like, you just, you got to have your people. You got to have that support. And you don't realize how imperative it is until, you know, you've missed races. You've missed shows. You've missed, you know, going to the grocery yes. store, going to someone's house for a barbecue, you know. It, it, it is. It is so true. Because I mean, I've been the you know the same way for a large part of my life. I spent you know most of the '90s, you know, my teenage years uh, here in Seattle, going to all the the shows up here, and I had kind of the same thing. We did travel. I didn't travel as far because really from Seattle to Portland or Vancouver, and other than that, you really have to travel. So yeah, you know, we were going to a lot of shows here in Seattle and stuff like that, and I had those group of friends. Like we all traveled, you know, and you didn't have Facebook, you didn't have all that. It was just kind of, you know, right? You saw each other show. It's like, oh, hey, how you been? Yeah. You know, where were yeah. you last week? You know, I was at the Mighty Mighty yeah. Boston. Where were you at? You know, stuff like that. So <laughs> it's yeah, it, yeah, it, and it, it was a whole different atmosphere. And then as you get older, that group, it, it seems like the, the, you know, like you said, the the, the lot lizards or the lot crew or however you know. You have that yeah. crew that you see all the time, and then as you get older, you, you continue to have that type of crew. It's just the crew changes a little bit, and the, the what Absolutely. that basis, what that basis is around the crew, because that's like sometimes it's the same people. Because like uh, anybody who knows Dom, who does the you know the other part of Beastnet, he's put at the manager and he runs the whole thing. I just host it mm -hmm. now, and uh, we've known each other since preschool. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, we met in preschool. We, you know, he was part of the crew, and I would go running around to concerts all the time. Meet him both. I want to see crazy concerts. I mean, we've seen some some amazing concerts in our time here. And then, you know, yeah. as we got older, we grew a little bit apart, and then we come back and be friends again for different things. And now we're you know, doing the, the fitness health thing together, trying to get healthy again. I mean, he's he's yeah. one. He's a sober Spartan, and he. He did a bad patch for a while where he was, you know, I mean, yeah. we didn't see him without whiskey in his hand. And I mean, it didn't matter what he was. He ordered him two, three shots at a time. So it's, it's amazing to see the, the change in him now that he's quit yeah. drinking and, and sobered up and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. Yeah, I, my best friend, he's a... Uh... He, you know, I've known him for like 20 some years and he used to peel my ass off the floor all the time and carry me home and all of that. And so it's so, it's so weird now we're, you know, grown up, he, he'll have a beer here and there, but for the most part, we're just grown up. We got kids and it's like, what happened to us? <laughs> you know, I mean, we kind of grew apart, same thing, kind of grew apart for a couple of years and it was cool. Things happened. Um, but yeah, the, those are those true friends. You kind of come back together no matter where you are in life. At some point, you kind of drive again. You know, you might have different things going on, but um, that's good stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I said, it's amazing to see him come back from. You know, I mean, he was he was down that the, the, the alcohol hole pretty bad. So and to see him come back is yeah. amazing. So I'm so 
I'm mm. proud of him for what he's done. So. Awesome. Mm. Too bad he's going to hear this. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All this lovey-dovey hippie stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, that's what's great. And that's oh, what I, you know, it's what I love about the Sober Spartans. It's what I love about, you know, survivors. It's, it's, that, it's that lovey-dovey hippie shit. I mean, it's the, you know, you know let's not yeah. focus on how horrible, you know, this virus is, whether whichever way you believe, you know, and let's mm-hmm. focus on how good humanity can be. You know, there is a dark yeah. side of humanity, and for some reason, Facebook and all of these things seem to just bring out that dark, negative side of humanity, and it's like, yes, that does exist. We all know it exists. We see it on the news every day. Why do we have to look yeah. at it on Facebook? Let's have a group on Facebook where I can go and I can just see how amazing all of you are. And that's what I like. Yeah. You know, through all of this, um, even just in the last month, um, there was, I've had a couple moments where I was like, I need to just get off Facebook. I can't do this, you know, because yeah. it was some negativity. And, and I, I contemplated it. And then, you know, in really thinking about it, I was like, no. And the reason I can't is because, um, basically because of sober spartan and because of the ocr crew that i keep in contact with you know and it's like okay how can i just ignore the bullshit so i just went through and like unfollowed a bunch of people recently just so i'm not seeing a lot but it's like it's i feel like facebook is similar to just life where it's like if your perspective and chronically if if you're chronically focused on all the bullshit that's all you're gonna see right so um but if we you know if we keep keeping up the positive stuff then you know hopefully that's what our feed and that's what our perspective and that's what our viewpoint will then you know be so i i've been trying really diligently to just kind of ignore some stuff it is hard when it's you know my own siblings pulling you know, putting crap up yes. and i'm like oh you know but nonetheless um you know the, i feel like some of the the benefits are outweighing it you know and but uh i agree but anyway in life you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of it is too just like you said it's who you kind of associate yourself with i have gone through a couple times and that encourage it's just like okay i'm tired of seeing your negativity you're gone um, yeah. or what yeah. I've had to do, like with some, like you mentioned, the family members, I had to do this to my dad. I just muted them. There's a mute button yeah. where you can hit snooze for 30 days. And it's like, I don't have to hear from you for 30 days. So, and that's, Oh man, I didn't know about that feature. That could change yeah. my life. <laughs> it is. Okay. Then you're still okay. friends, so you don't get that whole, but why did you unfriend me? You don't get that. Oh, you just yeah. snooze yeah. them and you can't see them for 30 days. They don't pop up on your feed. And I've had to do that to my dad because my dad is one of those that anything that kind of fits his belief, he just yeah. it. and it's like, I, I, I that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it just, it's I, those kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I feel like, um, this, whole pandemic jazz is so it doesn't have to be as divisive as um some people are allowing it to become you know and and um you know i look at everything through the eyes of a nurse pretty you know so i'm i shy on the more conservative side of like everybody stay at home but i understand people can't you know so obviously i'm not i i can't judge or or get in anyone's face about that but um you know, but, but, you know, like even just today, I kind of got into a little tiff on Facebook with my sister and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I'm just washed my hands of it. I text her later and was like, Hey, no hard feelings. You can take that whole thing down. Let's just, it's all cool. You know, we're, yeah. we're different people, you know? And I, I guess it's still just making sure that we're bridging that gap. So we're not staying in our isolated in our camp of thought you know i don't want to oh and i agree i don't want to be so high and mighty about that (laughs) i've seen way too many times it's one of those things that's like i'm one of those i try not to be you know really a democrat or i try and just look at the facts and, and, and go with you know my thoughts but if you disagree with what i'm saying 
that's right. And I'm not gonna, you know, and that's my biggest problem. It's really not the people disagree. It's how if I don't agree with you, now I'm gonna call you every name in the book and how poor poor person right? you are because you don't agree with me. I'm like, that's not how yeah. humans work, people. That's why I wanted the positivity group. It's like, hey, I may not agree with your political views, I may not agree with your lifestyle, I may not agree with this, but I agree that you have the choice to all. So yeah. You know, let's enjoy each other. Let's be friends. You know, most of us were friends before this, and now all of a sudden, because I don't agree with you, we can't be friends anymore. Where, where, where was this twenty years? You know, and that's kind of the thing I have a problem with. And so many people are just like, you either agree with me or you're against me. I'm like that's not how mm-hmm. the world works. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I love the positivity. Of the, you know, the you know the groups. Both you know. Spartan, you know, sober Spartans and survivors, because it's like we don't want any of that. We don't want we don't want the whole argument back and forth on who's right. We just want to say, hey, let's be positive. Everyone yeah. has a right to their beliefs. Everyone has a right to what they're doing. You know, let them don't infringe upon someone because you believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's really it. Nail with that. <laughs> yeah. That's really it. And I, Love each other. I can take that if you should. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like I, that. <laughs> what's funny is, I mean, before all this happened, I would have been the one that was like, yeah, screw that again. I don't like that. But the more this is all gone <laughs> on and there's been stuff going on with, you know, other issues in my life, I have really come to find that that negative and positive energy that everyone talks about is so true. You get rid of that negative yeah. energy, you know, I really... Mm-hmm. Uh, in January, had a whole, you know, pretty much a bunch of things in my life were not going right. About the only thing going right, honestly, was my job. And then I got a better offer and I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm changing that too. And I, I purged so much. You know, there were certain bunch of groups that I was a part of that I'm like, nope, I'm not dealing with this anymore. This was supposed to be a positive thing. It's not positive to me anymore. It's not to me yeah, happiness. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying yeah. that this is a bad people or you're bad people or whatever, but it's giving me a negative feeling, so I need to walk away. And I did that with food. Yeah. I'm starting over. And since then, I mean, I've changed my diet, my workouts. I'm 30 pounds lighter. And I, oh, feel, wow. I feel 100 pounds lighter because I took all that worry and negativity off my shoulders. I yeah. want to be and just made the choice. I'm going to be better and I'm not going to rely on other people's decisions and stuff to make, let me do what I want to do to make me happy. I'm just going to start doing it. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. that's, that's what awesome. I did. That's awesome. So, and that's part of survival. So it was one of those things. It's something that I wanted to do, so I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to wait for somebody yeah. to tell me yes or no. Let's do it. So, but mm-hmm. I don't want to. So, but you guys know that you guys are. You guys are better to run it than me anyway. I'm, uh, I'm an idea guy. So <laughs> I, I'm so an idea guy. I mean, for BSNAP podcast, I started it, ran it for a little over two years, or just under two years, and got to the point, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. This was a great idea, but I don't like actually doing like, all the background stuff. And Don's like, I'll do yeah. it. And I'm like, cool, I'll just host that. So Don took over, I just post, and I'm like, okay, I like this now. I like being the idea guy with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do any actual work in color. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that that kind of happened with Sober Spartans where, you know, I um, just with life, it got kind of hard just to keep up with stuff. And so, you know, I had a few other people that I was like, hey, you want to be an admin? And, and there's a couple people that I know just that I can trust as, like, moderators who kind of sit behind the scenes and make sure there's no trolls. And then I had a, f- a couple other people who I know did like social media for other you know groups, and I was like, "Hey, you want to jump in?" And so I felt, like, you know, they they always say, you know, you got to be able to have the good people around you that you can delegate to, and that's kind of what I felt like, you know, where where Sober Spartans really kind of blew up was once, you know, we found a niche. We had someone who was working on like mer- merchandise, and someone who's working on Zoom meetings, and another one, you know, that's working on just daily posts and and it's like i can't do all of that and i feel like you know sometimes you can have an idea you can have a baby have a have that ideology that you want you know and you can run with it but sometimes 
we are not enough, you know, and you yep. need those other perspectives and, and, and energies. So, um, and you so yeah, you definitely bring it in people is great. Yeah. It is. And I mean, the biggest part about bringing in people too is listen. I've seen way too many times that I've watched people who, in different groups I've been in, where they're like, cool, I'm going to bring in other people so we have different ideas, we can do all this. But then the final decision and the final everything still comes to that one person. And that one person pulls oh. <laughs> up everything. And it's like, okay, that's not the point of this. The point of delegating is saying, okay, this project is yours. Have at you. Yes. And yeah. there's, there's yeah. too many groups where you see that, where I'm going to make this. This is your project. This is your project, but you can't do anything without my permission. And it's yeah. like, that's not delegating. That's just making someone <laughs> feel better. Like they have a job when really they don't, because you're still telling them what to do. They're just doing all your work for you, which is yeah. cool. <laughs> like no. I want to, so, you know, I, I, I want to trust that everyone's in it for the best intentions and everyone kind yes. of is in it to, to serve and, um, you know, and, and we're, we're doing it. And, you know, any way that I can ever contribute to anything, I'm, I'm always down for, you know, helping out when I can. And I feel like people, you know, when you give, you give help, people will offer it back. So it, it works out. It's a give, give, give. So. They do. If they, if they, if it's the right people, I mean that's the thing. It's, you know, good people. If you offer help and you help them, they'll help you back, and that's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way. That's what makes humans great is when you offer help and then you help someone and then they help you. And that's the way it's supposed yeah. to be in a relationship. And unfortunately, there's some people that just aren't like that. And it's really hard for people like me who that's I expect kind of if i'm going to help you you help me it's a, it's a give give thing it's you know not just a, a take take and there's too many people yeah. that i've dealt with in this world that were a take take you know they take your ideas and make it their own and not help you in any way and, and that's that's what i like seeing people like you and stuff like that who you're like okay cool to be amazing and i know i can't do it myself so here i need your help and then people mm -hmm. step in and makes a community great. And that's what makes it a community, a page, a team, anything like that great is when the quote unquote leaders are like, cool, I can't do everything here. Let's all work. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely say that there was a point in my life where I probably would have been a little more cynical and and would not have trusted, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, people that I've only met, you know, vir you know virtually on, you know, on, on social media or something like that. Um, and it has, it's been, you know, in the last couple of years of like, um, probably the last like 10 years, I'd say, of actually just trusting people in general <laughs> that yeah. I've learned that, you know, you, you got to kind of do that because, you know, it is easy. It's easy to fall into that like cynical downward spiral if you're constantly, you know, if people are aren't following through or people are kind of dropping the ball around you, or even if you yourself are dropping the ball, and so therefore you think everyone is as, you know, flaky as you. I definitely was a flake for a good chunk of my life, and so I didn't trust other people because I couldn't trust myself, you know. And I think there's a huge. I, I think there. It's important to be able to realize, you know, projecting those kind of feelings on other people, but also just, you know, it, sometimes you just got to blindly go with it and hope for the best. And if it doesn't work out, we say, okay, well, we'll move on to the next thing. And um, I did have that incident where I've, I've um, you know, I've had to say, okay, well, maybe this isn't the best fit. Let's shift gears, you know, and yeah. that's a hard conversation all in itself too, but. Um, it is. It's a hard conversation, but, yeah. but sometimes it. You know, it's one of those that has to happen, but I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I think we have to be careful in where you have one person that, you know, kind of lets you down in a situation like that, where it becomes one of those, okay, I can't trust anyone, I'm going to do everything myself. And then yeah. it's one of those things, like you hear a lot of people say, you know, jack of all trades and master of none, and you become one of those things where you have so much on your plate, you're not giving yeah. any one project the, the, the attention it deserves. And then all of a sudden, yep. all your projects, you know, everything you do, you're getting, you know, 10 or 15 projects done, but they're all mediocre, where if you would have taken the time, you could have got five done that were amazing. And then the yeah. other 10 could have been done by somebody else. So, and that's kind of, you yeah. know, where it's a hard thing in groups to figure out. And that was 
luckily with VSnet, I was able to find, you know, Don, and he kind of took the back end of this and just basically, I talked, which is what I'm good at. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we, fi we find our strengths, right? <laughs> we do. And that's one of the things that's funny yeah. is that the company that I'm working for now, when they hired me for, you know, to be a safety professional for them, um, which I was already before for another company, another company, but they hired me basically like, it's not really, it wasn't my knowledge, it's my ability to talk. And they're like, for an instructor, you can teach somebody knowledge, but you can't teach them, you know, really that ability to just get in front of people and talk. And they're like, yeah. you have that in, you know, in, in space. So that's, you know, I, I have a lot of the knowledge and they can give me more. But I have the whole thing where I can stand in front of a crowd and just talk. So, yeah. I, when I went, this is just a funny little thing. When I had my last job interview for this, uh, the psychiatric nursing position, uh, I was in the job interview and they were asking me, they said, So, what's your biggest strength? And I was like, I can pretty much talk to anybody. I love, you know, I, I love yeah. good conversation. And they're like, Okay, well, what, what do you think is your biggest fault? And I was like, I can talk to anybody. <laughs> I will talk to anyone. You know, and it was the same thing where it was like, it yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. But there are once in a while where I'm just like, oh my god, Amanda, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But you're right. I, I think it's, I think it's it's big. It's big to be able to to be able to just get out there and and communicate. And I think so much is lost with poor communication that yes. if if you can get out there and 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 put yourself out there and do it, I think that's great because you know. If anything, even if you say too much, somewhere in there, there's some good stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I found myself, so, you know. <laughs> I, that's right, same way. But yeah, I agree with that whole thing. That's probably one of my biggest strengths and one of my biggest, biggest weaknesses. You don't know how many times we've, we've been somewhere and I've gotten in a conversation with someone and my wife's looking like, really? We, we walked into 7 Eleven <laughs> to get something and you've been in a 15 minute conversation about nothing. Can oh, we go now? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My husband's like, you talk to everyone, you know, and I'm like, no, my favorite thing to do is actually uh, like if we're at a store or walk, you know, walking in the park and I see someone, you know, like a, a, a girl who has really nice sneakers on, I'm going to say, I really like your shoes. Or if I see some guy with a fly haircut, I'm going to be like, dude, I love your hair, you know? And my husband, gets, he laughs at me. He's like, you compliment everyone. And I'm like, well, A, I'm just voicing my opinion and B, who doesn't want to be complimented? You know, I mean, if I can even give him a little boost, I'm going to do it, you know, but there has been times where he's just like, God, you embarrass me sometimes. It is what it is. <laughs> the world needs more of that. I mean, if there was more of people complimenting people and just, you know, every time they saw someone giving them a compliment, this world would be so much better place. Um, you see it way mm -hmm. too much time to talk about the Facebook thing where someone just, you know, someone posts a picture where uh, of themselves that they're very, you know, self-conscious about and all of a sudden people start mm -hmm. putting them all apart and they find every little thing wrong with the picture. And it's like, can't we just be nice? I mean, why do you have to be yeah. so mean? You know, and it's just like, you, you see it all the time in Facebook, you see it in your life where someone does something and everyone's like, oh my God, did you see her shoes? And it's like everything else <laughs> she did was amazing. What is wrong with her shoes? Yeah. I mean, how does her yeah. shoes you know, negate every good thing she just did. And that's, you see it way too much. People focus on that. And it's like you said earlier, that's what you see. If you focus on negative, yeah. that's what you're going to see. You start focusing on the positive, yeah. like, you know, like you are, you know, if you're going to compliments, that's what you're going to see is that they're amazing. And, you know, rather than picking yeah. out the negative and everything. So uh, I love that. <laughs> I just have to convince my husband to not be embarrassed by me and it will be good. <laughs> Good luck. I've been trying to convince my wife yeah. for 19 years and she's still embarrassed when we leave the house. So. <laughs> yeah, I think he's used to me by now. He just rolls his eyes and keeps walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's works. Uh, so we're, we're about at that hour mark, which is about where Don wants me to keep these. So what is. Well, we kind of went on a rambling journey. This was a great conversation. I love it. Um, what, what would you say to the listeners in closing? What would be some advice that you would give everybody? Whether it be about this or racing or about whatever. Whatever you would 
what's the one thing you'd want them to remember most? Just be kind. Be kind. You know, I think that right now um, we're all going through this, and some of us have just different perspectives, different added on stresses, and um, now is not the time to be nitpicking. I think now is the time to just come together and be kind. And you know, this tra this transcends even the pandemic. I mean, this is in your day-to-day -day life this is at work this is out on a race course this is at the grocery store this is to your kids to your spouse you know just life too short to be an asshole you know really and, and i just think that you know and i just think that, that the best thing that i can offer anyone if there's anything i can suggest is just be kind you know yes that's, that's what i'm rolling with <laughs> I, I completely yeah. agree with that. So perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, this was yeah. this was a great a great chat. So I will make sure that um, I will see you in the, the survivors group. I need to. I really need yeah. to get into the the, the sober Spartans. I haven't yet because I feel like I don't belong. Yeah. I have a great. Yeah. Any anybody can. We do. Uh, just if if any listeners do come over and. Um, and um, asked to be a part of Sober Spartans. We do have a couple of questions that we are, we're, we're cautious with letting people in just because we don't want trolls. Yes. That um, if people want in, we do ask that people comment um, and, uh, you know, on their sobriety. Even if you are an active drinker, we're, we'll still take people um, that are still in, in, you know, currently drinking. It's just more a matter of, um, being honest with where you are in, in that, you know, that part of your life, as well as just, you know, being willing to share that with us. And then we always just ask that you're, you know, you're sober when you post. That's pretty yeah. much the only rule. So, um, yeah, so if anybody goes over and checks them out, just com please comment on the uh, questions. Um, yeah, cool. Check us out. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. And we'll make sure when we post this, Don will put links to both the survivors group or anybody who wants to go find that on Facebook and the, the self respect. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very awesome. much. So, and I yeah. Thanks for having too. me. All right. Absolutely. You take care of yourself. You too. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.